Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Hello. Hello online. If you're joining us online, great to see you. Um, good morning. Good morning. As Tim said, or Nick, sorry, giving, giving Tim the glory there, Nick. Um, we are, um, we're in our final part of this Above and Beyond series. And uh, if you're not aware of the Above and Beyond series, either we have done a really bad job or you've been like on an extended holiday for the last few weeks or you're brand new with us today. Um, so if you are new today, then welcome. Really glad that you're here. Uh, but this has felt like a really, really significant series for us at Gas Street Church. And hopefully you will be aware that we've spent this whole month, this whole month of March, uh, exploring this vision that we believe God has given us as a church. Uh, and we've done that over these last a few weeks by inviting each one of us, every single person that calls Gas Street Church home, whether you watch regularly online or whether you're here in the room today, uh, we've been inviting each one of us to prayerfully consider what it looks like for us to go above and beyond in our financial commitment to all the opportunities uh, that we have laid out over the last few weeks that there are in front of us uh, for us to outwork this vision to be light for the city and beyond. And so in a few moments, uh, we're going to invite you, Tim and I are going to invite you right here Right now, today, this Sunday, we're going to invite you to come forward and to give your above and beyond offering. We're going to invite you to do that, trusting, trusting that as we believe, as we've been believing for miraculous growth, God is going to release radical generosity within this church community. That's that's what we have faith for. And so over the last uh, three weeks, we've looked at church planting. Um, we've looked at launching new locations in new communities, including online. We've looked at the raising up of new leaders. We've looked at the emerging generation and how many opportunities there are for us to reverse this trend of seeing young people just leaving the church through worship for everyone, through other, other ways that we can reach the emerging generation. And, and this week, we're going to look at mission. We want to look at all the opportunities that lay in front of us as a church to outwork our vision through mission. What it means for us to be light for the city in practical ways. What it means for us to be light for the city by caring for those in need, by, by standing with those who are hurting or who are marginalized. But before we jump into that, just before we jump into that, I think it's really important that I name the elephant in the room right now. And the thing that I want to say is that it is not lost on us, Tim and I, our team. It is not lost on us that we are asking you to go above and beyond at a time of major economic challenge. I promise you, it is not lost on us. You know, we know that statistically 80% of households say that they are concerned about how they're going to make ends meet. 
in the current economic climate that we find ourselves in. We are agonizingly aware of that. The fact is not lost on us that we are asking this of you at this time. And honestly, this week, there have been times when Tim and I have kind of looked at each other and we've said, can we do this? Can we ask this of people right now at this time? Are we being irresponsible? Can we ask people to give in this way? Will people think that we don't care? Will people think that we're out of touch or that we're oblivious? to all the fears and the anxiety that people have about money at this time. And just a really important aside, if you are here and you are stuck in a cycle of unmanageable debt, we want to help you. You know, we run uh, the Christians Against Poverty CAP. We run a debt center here, headed up by Leanne, who's here this morning. And it's an amazing free debt service that is here out of gastry, ready to support people who are stuck in a vicious cycle of unmanageable debt. If that is you, please don't suffer in silence. Help is available. There are flyers on the desk at the back, or you can go straight to the CAP website where you can find out more information. Really important that if that's you, make today be the day that you start in a new direction. You know, I promise you that... <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't actually come really naturally for Tim and I to talk about money. Like, it, it really doesn't. Because the fear is always that we'll be misunderstood somehow, particularly if you're here and you are new to church, or if you're watching online and this is your first time, or if you're new to faith and, uh, and you're sort of new on that journey of discovering what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. We, we get that. But as we've chatted, as we've prayed this week, we feel resolved we feel resolved to hold our nerve and to ask you as a church to give above and beyond at this time. Three quick reasons why we feel resolved. Number one, ultimately, this is between you and God. It's between you and God and whoever you share a bank account with. That's really important. <laughs> you know, Tim and I, we're not going to be looking to see how much each person or each household gives. We're not going to do that. We would love to send a thank you letter to everyone who, who does give, but we're not going to be checking the specific amounts of how much each individual or household gives. We're not going to be privy to that information. We're just not going to do that because ultimately it's between you and God. And because it's between you and God, we feel resolved that in asking you to go above and beyond, in essence, we're inviting you into greater dependency on him. We're inviting you into deeper levels of faith and trust that God will provide, that he will provide. We're inviting you to stand on that promise, on that truth that you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God's generosity. And so as your pastors, we know that when that happens, when you move into deeper levels of trust and dependency in him, only good can come from it. So we're resolved. Number two, we feel resolved to invite you to give above and beyond because the need for Jesus in this city and beyond has never been more desperate. It is only going to dramatically increase, if anything. The need to proclaim Jesus through our words, through our songs, the need to proclaim Jesus through our actions, through acts of love and compassion, the need is only going to increase. And all of that requires 
resource, resource like we have never seen it before. Number three, we feel resolved to hold our nerve in inviting you to come and to give above and beyond because as we flick through our Bibles, there is so much biblical precedent for what we're inviting you to do. You know, Tim spoke at the beginning of this series from these verses in 2 Corinthians where Paul holds up the Macedonian church as an example of radical generosity. It says this, 2 Corinthians 8. In the midst of very severe trial, their overwhelming joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. And as we flick through the Bible, there is story after story of God's people stepping out, stepping out in radical generosity against a backdrop of suffering, against a backdrop of poverty, against a backdrop of economic uncertainty and challenge. Because the kingdom of God is advancing, because God's church is alive. It's alive. And so we feel resolved. We feel resolved to hold our nerve because miraculous growth requires radical generosity. Miraculous growth requires radical generosity. So I just want to jump into these verses from Isaiah 58, starting at verse 8. Some of you will be really familiar with these verses. Is not this the kind of fast that I have chosen? This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. And the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters will never fail. Your people will re build the ancient ruins and will rise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. There is a direct correlation between our vision to be light for the city and our care for the oppressed, for the hungry, and for the poor. If I was to sum up this message in one sentence, that would be it. There is a direct correlation between our vision to be light for the city and our care for the oppressed, for the hungry, and for the poor. I wanted to title this talk, If Then. If Then. Because as we read Isaiah, God's instructions couldn't be clearer. God says, if 
you stand against injustice. If, if you set the oppressed free, if you share your food with the hungry, if you provide a home for the refugee, if you clothe those who have nothing, then your light will break forth. Then your healing will come. Then you'll see the glory of the Lord. Then God will hear your cry for help. Then God will guide you. If, then. And you know, the context for this passage in Isaiah is the practice of fasting. And God is saying through Isaiah, don't fast from food just so that you can look good. God says, don't fast in an attempt to keep your reputation clean if you're not willing to get your hands and your feet dirty. God is speaking right to the heart of religiosity. And the truth is most of us in this room, we don't think of ourselves as having a religious spirit. You know, Christianity is all about relationship, not religion, absolutely right. Religiosity is about perception. Religiosity is about maintaining an appearance of holiness and, and godliness. God is not saying through Isaiah that, that fasting is bad. In fact, fasting is a powerful spiritual tool. God is saying empty religious activity is bad. God is saying talking the talk but not walking the walk is bad. God is saying singing the songs in here but not living them out out there is bad. God is saying putting on a show without showing up for the poor is bad. God is saying preaching Jesus in here without practicing Jesus out there is bad. God is saying lifting up our hands without outstretching our hands out there is bad. That's what God is saying. Amos 5 says, away with the noise of your songs. Again, God speaking through the prophet Amos. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. So much of the poverty that we see in this city and beyond is directly connected to injustice. Directly connected to injustice. You know, we are a church that is woven in worship. What a privilege to be here together and to worship Jesus together. But our worship cannot stop at those doors. Our worship has to continue. It has to lead us out there. And so that's why two years ago we set up Love Your Neighbor. And we set it up in response to the COVID crisis, the pandemic. And it began as this kind of makeshift food bank that a few of us were sort of trying to figure out how to run. And two years on, it is now this thriving community hub, 13 different streams of support and care. And the truth is the vast majority of this, the people in this room don't get to see what's happening. You don't get to see all that God is doing. And so today, we wanted to take a bit of time to give you a little insight into what it looks like, into all that God has been doing over the last two years and to the opportunities and possibilities that there are ahead. So would you take a look at your screens and watch this video? 
we're just on our way to Gas Street St Luke's, which is where all of Love Your Neighbour is run from. Love Your Neighbour was set up in 2020 as an emergency um, food support for people in our local community within our city. And since then, we've managed to develop it into multiple streams and avenues of support for people all over our city. And we're just heading to show you a little bit of what that looks like day to day. So Wednesday's our food bank day. This is where the food comes in and it goes out. We get a delivery from an organisation called Fersha. They deliver all our food that we then use to stock the shelves, the shop, that then gets delivered out to the community throughout the week. So all of our food um, parcels get delivered by incredible volunteer drivers who come every Wednesday, they collect the parcels and they distribute them to different addresses um, in our local area. However, we are desperate for drivers, so if you're up for giving a couple of hours on a Wednesday, we'd massively appreciate your help. So all of these food deliveries enable people who struggle with access outside of their homes or maybe are in crisis or for some reason or other can't make it to the shop. It enables them to receive enough food to support um, a family for a week. So this is our storeroom where we store um, all of our food. So these are our um, standard food delivery bags that are full of things from cereal, tea bags, beans, soup. Um, and they get given to families across the city every Wednesday. I volunteer each Wednesday. I just want to be part of something special, which I feel that it is, and it's all about, you know, giving to the local community, which I'm passionate about. Uh, I really enjoy volunteering because uh, it's a great bunch of people, and also it's really nice to feel part of the community. I am currently putting stuff away in the fridge. I came to the, to the church as a stranger really, I did not know anybody and over the last four months since I started volunteering, the friendliness, the warmth that I have felt from every single person I've met within the church has been absolutely wonderful. Um, just here to help out the community um, and it's also good fun and I very much view what I do whether it's stacking shelves or carrying around groceries as my worship. The Bible tells us to love other people and then putting that into practice by giving up time, loving people, helping people who are struggling. It'll do anything for a treat, It's a great place to come and it's, uh, I really enjoy it it's, um, and, and it's thankful for the um, for the, for the food bank as well, it's a, it's, a, it's a great help, and the dog loves coming down here <laughs> yeah. as well. I always say to him, "Come on, we're going to go and see Millie, and he loves it." <laughs> I'm just ringing to thank you for the beautiful food that you sent me. You don't realise how important your work is. Thank you because now I received the food parcel. I really want to say a huge thank you very much for uh, support and help me. Well, we're just so touched, so kind, so welcoming. It's so lovely to have a warm voice on the other end of the phone. I'm just so grateful. God bless you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so, so much. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So, Zhao and I met, it would have been, what, two years ago now. So, when we started the, the Love Your Neighbour Food Bank, 
Zhao was, Zhao was shielding, so he has motor neuron disease, so he was shielding at the time, wasn't able to go out to the shops. But yeah, from that point, we've, we've always connected over mainly football, but we've spoken about everything, really, don't we? Everything in life. Everything Arsenal. So, Zhao doesn't like to admit, but he's an Arsenal fan now. Yeah, I do, I do, I do love Arsenal. How did the how did the food bank help you? Yeah, it did. It did help me a lot. I was talking and I couldn't go out. Some of the day I couldn't go get out of bed. Even even if I don't see around, used to text text him to say what all my day going and use to give me a lot of support. Yeah, sort of, I was doing deliveries and helping out at Love Your Neighbour anyhow. Um, I sort of picked up with, with Zhao and, you know, chatting, keeping in touch. You know, if you needed help with anything, then, you know, prescription picking up, your medication. God, the God, the body in my life, so. Love you, I love you. <laughs> Love you guys. I love, love you too, you. mate. I do love, love you too. You. You're a good guy. I can, I cannot, I cannot be tired to say how grateful you are, guy. Without you, I don't know where I would be. So every Wednesday lunchtime at Colmore Coffee, we host a community lunch. Anyone and everyone is welcome. So if you're free on a Wednesday lunchtime and want some good food, get on down, meet some people from the community. So we're just heading now to meet a local member of our community and to drop off some food. This is the bit where you get a workout. I one of the tie box has like 29 falls. Okay! Hello, how are you? So this is Keith and this is Wendy. And they've been, how long have you lived here? You've been part of the community for how long? Well, I've, I've I lived here for five years, but I've been out of that church for 25 years. 25 years! And I'm the internet at that church. Oh no, and now Keith is one of our incredible volunteers and he helps every week. So Keith, like, why, why do you help? What do you love about it? It's so good for me, because since I had my heart attack over three years ago, that church has been a really good thing to me, basically. Yeah. And that has helped me out a lot. It gives me more courage to meet people. We need to get the community back together again. Um, if I was in trouble or wanted some help, I would go over to church. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're very good. One of the best things that we see through Love Your Neighbour are people that initially start coming to us for support, for advice, um, for food provision, that end up loving the community so much that they just can't help but getting involved. And like that is our absolute dream, that more and more people will be able to come in, that they wouldn't just come in, but they would just long to be a part of all that is going on within Love Your Neighbour. It's Thursday and as you can see this place is full of people from all over the city that have travelled in for the community shop. So this is where it all happens. So this is where people, they'll come, they'll pay £3 and for £3 they'll get the weekly shop, they get fruit, veg, meat, fish. And it just sees us through the week and um, the staff are lovely as well, they're amazing. Yeah, we all, everybody loves me, Lee. <laughs> you know, we come early and we have a free cups of tea and coffee and sit and have a chat. Everybody's just so nice and we're all struggling in life now, different things. 
and um, to come here and um, be able to get some food. I love it here. You're like a mother to everyone. <laughs> I like to come here to help. I feel it's like my family. The beauty comes from the people. It's, it's just a building. But it's the people that is bringing out the, the feeling of welcoming or making people important, you know? And this is what it is. It was very, very nice place really to come to. I love the companionship and the staff are absolutely golden to all of us. And it's just amazing. You can make people smile. I think lots of people make me smile. Feel very care and very special here. Made a lot. Jai? Yes. You come here every week? Yes. Why do you come here every week? Because I love the atmosphere, I love the people, the staff. I'm, to be honest, I love the coffee. So it's, no, it's lovely. Gets me out of the house and I get to see the people who share the community with. I love coming here, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Even if you haven't got much, you can they're not going to leave you hungry, you can still, still be fed and watered and dried. And it's, a, it's wonderful for the community. Right now, the way the things are going, really, the situation, people just can't eat. The gas and electric, everything has got, just gone up. And you're doing an amazing job. Keep on a good job. God will bless you. Honestly, the community shop is the highlight of my week. Just a way of blessing so many people, relieving that weight of financial pressure of a weekly shop. The amount of joy that that brings to people is just so, so worth it. We also have Colmore Coffee open Monday to Saturday, half eight till half four. Bring your friends, bring the kids, because we also have Bright Play, which is a soft play space for parents, carers, families to bring the children. Another one of our streams out of Love Your Neighbour is youth work. And so we're just heading to the local high school now. We feel so, so passionate about meeting with and drawing alongside young people in our local community. So every week we head into local high schools across the city to mentor young people. It's just so cool to be able to journey with them, support them and encourage them. We also have Bright Music, which are fun, sensory music lessons for families and carers to bring their children between the ages of 0 and 6 to engage with music and creativity in a super accessible way. Reaching families with children is such a key part of what we do at Love Your Neighbour. Throughout the week we have a number of streams that enable us to do this through Kids Matter, Stay and Play and Safe Families. I really found it is very helpful, actually it should have been um, uh, kids care, no mother care too, because they really care about mothers. I learned a lot, I met the mothers who has more experience than me, they have a life experience and I learned a lot. You're not alone, you can find here friends, there's many different cultures they can speak in different cultures and you learn and then you know that uh, you are part of them, they make you so warm and welcome. I love this community. We're here at Stay and Play and our heart for Stay and Play is to connect with people in this community for them to know more of who Jesus is. And this morning we've had about 40 families from all over the community come. Um, we've been able to play together, sing songs and do a bit of a story from the Bible. And actually what's been amazing this term is seeing how people who come along to Stay and Play have started to come in either to church on a Sunday or to some of our family fun days that we've been running. We started during Covid and it was a very difficult time so it was a nice safe place for them to come, um, see other children, play with other children. It's also a nice space for me to speak to other mums. 
from Stay and Play, we um, then learned that um, church and kids church also is on a Sunday morning at 9.30. Um, so myself and my children now attend St Luke's uh, Gastery. It's brilliant, it's fun for the children, it's a great way for them to learn about God and getting to know Jesus. And we absolutely love it, don't we? Yes? Initially during the lockdown, I felt really, really low. I had no one because my like, husband's been work, stuck with work and it's just me and my baby. Stay and play, it's been like more of a well-being support to me. And I met lots of my new, new friends. My son has special needs, so um, currently we, this is the only interaction that kind of he gets during the week with other children and we found it really useful to bring him here, to get him to interact with other children, um, play games with other children and that's really um, brought him out of his shell. We are so passionate about working with everyone in our community from the youngest to the oldest and we are able to do that through Truth Be Told who take toddlers into elderly care homes across the city where they are able to connect, engage and share the love of Jesus. Another one of our streams works with Christians Against Poverty in our debt centre and our job club. Hi Leanne. Hi Millie. So this is Leanne. Leanne runs our Christians Against Poverty debt centre. So Leanne, if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do with Christians Against Poverty. Absolutely Millie. So yes, Gastry Church has this amazing partnership with Christians Against Poverty um, who are an award-winning and free debt counting service. And I'm sure all of us are feeling the pinch with the cost of gas going up and petrol and all of that. So what I do um, with the Cap Debt Centre is that we work with clients to get a clear understanding of their financial situation and then really journey with them to ensure that we can find a sustainable and practical route out of debt for them. Here at Gastry Church we want to see every person in our community be freed from the stress and strain of a manageable debt. And also there's a job club that runs That's here as right. well, yeah, can you absolutely. tell us a little bit yeah, about so that? Yeah, so job club, um, which so, so we run that and that is um, a course that helps people get back into work. So whether or not somebody has been unemployed for years or whether they've been out of work for six months or whether they want to gain employment, we can help them with writing their CVs, prepping them for job interviews. So if anybody is kind of wanting to think about that, we'd love to help them. Amazing, it's brilliant. It is such a privilege to be able to serve people in this local community week in, week out. And I think so often we think church is about coming together on a Sunday in a building. But this is church, this is family. There's regularly times where we've finished for the day, but people choose to come into the building because in their own words, they didn't know where else to go. They just want someone to listen to them or to talk with them or to pray with them. And for me personally, they are the most beautiful, precious moments within the week because everything we do here, the practical support we offer is so key, it's so pivotal to all that goes on. But those moments of friendship, of connection, of building community are just completely priceless. And it just enables us to love people so, so well. And that's what it's all about. Just I just want to quickly honour the Love Your Neighbour team. Obviously, Millie was 
fronting and narrating that video, and she is amazing. She is well-loved, as you can tell, but she represents a small team of paid staff and unpaid staff volunteers who, uh, who make all of that happen, and so I just want to honor them in this moment, particularly uh, Sam Beasley, who some of you may have met, many of you won't have. He, uh, he has been instrumental in getting Love Your Neighbor off the ground, so just want to honor Sam uh, specifically as well. As you can see, there is a lot going on. There is a lot going on, but there is so much more. And that's really the message that we want to bring as part of this whole Above and Beyond series. There is so much more. That video doesn't even mention the befriending service that we set up at the start of the pandemic alongside the food bank. And it was really through speaking to hundreds and hundreds of people who are isolated and struggling in the pandemic that we, we discovered all these other issues that people were facing that, that we, could, we could potentially step in the gap and bring support and care and love. And we want to continue to do that. We, we want to support people through accessing financial aid, through Money Matters, but we don't have enough volunteers to do that. We want to start running Baby Matters alongside Kids Matters for new mums who might be struggling or disconnected. We want to do that, but we can't right now because we need more volunteers. One of the areas uh, that we want to grow in, and it was mentioned in the video, is is, is coming alongside families and children and bringing support and connection. And, uh, and, you know, one of our key partners in that is Safe Families. Uh, Safe Families was mentioned very briefly in the video, um, but Safe Families are an amazing charity. Uh, and there are a few people in Gas Street that currently volunteer for Safe Families. And I just, I just wanted to read this story to you from uh, Janice, who comes to Gas Street, who started volunteering for Safe Families. This is what she wrote. Last year, I had the privilege of supporting a mum with three children, aged one, three, and eight years old. She had come through an incredibly tough time and had moved near me. I met mum for coffee to introduce myself, and we talked about how to best support her and her family over the next few months. Mum asked if I could spend some one-on-one -on -one time with her eight-year-old daughter, as she was not able to do many of the things outside because of her poor health at the time. So with permission from the Safe Families support manager, I took her daughter out. Sometimes we'd just go to the park, other times we went to the cinema or hill walking in the local country park. It was wonderful to give her some one-to-one -one fun time away from all that was going on at home. During a car journey with Dee, that's the girl, she shared that she felt embarrassed that as an eight-year-old she couldn't ride a bike without stabilizers. So we chatted to mum about it, and the next week we picked up Dee and took her back to our house, adjusted the saddle, took off the stabilizers, and got her practicing riding the bike in our garden. I then phoned mum, and we met in a local park as I didn't want her to miss out on this momentous occasion. And that's what it was. Dee rode her bike confidently without stabilizers, and mum was so grateful. Simple things make a real difference. Of course, it wasn't just about her riding her bike. It was about boosting her confidence and proving that perseverance pays off. And with their permission, we've just got a little home video clip of the moment that eight-year-old Dee rode her bike. There she goes. <laughs> She's off. <laughs>
Isn't that beautiful? Wow. She's off. Small things make a massive difference. Currently, there are 30 people that volunteer from Gas Street for safe families. But I think there's so much more we can do. Small things make a massive difference. There's so much more we can do. We need more volunteers for, for all of the streams, pretty much, for Love Your Neighbor. Get to the website, get to the website, head to gastreet.church, click on the Love Your Neighbor page, and you'll see a link to all the volunteering opportunities that are. That might be one of the things that you do in response today. You know, we want to make Love Your Neighbor so much more visible. We're aware that the vast majority of people that come to Gary Street don't, don't get to see all that's going on. We want to tell that story of what God is doing. We're going to set up a donation station. We badly need food donations for the food bank. So we're going to set up a donation station here at church in a few weeks' time so that you can be part of it that way. But another essential way that you can be part of what's happening through Love Your Neighbor is by your giving. It's by your giving. You know, it'd be easy to come to Gastry each Sunday and think that all the resource goes into making this happen, goes into making this gathering happen. And gathering like this, just to be clear, is absolutely essential. Investing resource into making this gathering all that it can be so that it impacts as many people is really important, but it is only part of the picture. You know, the same amount of resource that we put into Sunday goes into everything that's happening beyond those doors. But there is so much more because miraculous growth requires radical generosity. And so the moment has arrived. The moment has arrived for us to invite you to be part of this above and beyond offering. I'm going to invite Tim to come up and maybe the band could come up at the same time. And Tim's going to explain how we're going to respond. And as he's coming up, uh, just one thing that I want to let you know, that as a church, uh, we also give as a church to support other amazing charities. And some of the other charities that we've supported over the years include Eleos, Kids Club, Kampala, Home for Good, Urban Devotion, Open Doors, etc. And for this above and beyond offering, 10% of all the one-off donations that are given are going to be given away to support refugees fleeing the Ukraine. We just wanted to let you know that that's what we're doing as a church as well. Tim. I'm, um, I'm a bit of a wreck after that. Um, we posted out uh, over this week uh, a publication we've pulled together which just kind of summarizes everything that we've been sharing over the last month. It looks back at the journey of Gastry. If you didn't receive one in the post or you haven't got one, just quickly put a hand up. The team are going to whiz around because we'd love you to have a copy of this to take home. If the Hello and Welcome team, guys, um, if they could just like whiz around, put your hands high. Um, and maybe any staff here, could you just go and help? Otherwise, we're going to be here for a long time. Um, and let's just quickly whiz all of these round. Keep your hand up till you've got a, a copy of this because we'd love you to go home and, and read this just to see all that God is doing amongst us. So as they come around, 
we are going to take a moment where we're going to ask God to speak to us. As Rachel brilliantly said at the beginning, this is between you and God. We're not going to see anything of what you give, but we're inviting you to give. And on your seats was a, um, a giving envelope. We handed them out last week as well. And what we're going to do is in a moment, um, we're going to have a moment where we're going to just pray quietly, for space for God to speak to us. And if you're watching online, um, you can find out all the ways to give on our website, gastry.church forward slash give. And we want to invite you to be a part of this. In fact, we, we gathered on Zoom last week a whole bunch of our online community and we shared some of the vision and invited them to be a part of this as well. But here in the room and across all the sites, we're all doing this together and we're going to pray, God, what is it you want us to give? And uh, Rachel and I, we, we, um, I, I, well, we did our giving this morning online. And again, that moment when you give, if I'm honest, there's like, oh, that feels, is that a bit too much maybe? <laughs> Ooh. You know, it, it's a scary thing when you press that confirm button because whatever it is you give, you have to trust. You have to trust that God's going to provide for you and your needs and your family, that God's going to do something amazing through it. It's hard giving, but it's the way of the kingdom. And uh, a church that isn't a generous church will always be an irrelevant, impotent church. Generosity is who God is. We're reflecting all the great leaders we've served under. One of the key distinct characteristics they had was generosity. And God always blesses generosity. And so we're going to take a moment. Um, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God what it is that we might give. And, and again, there are people here, you can, you can give 10,000 pounds. And that's amazing. There are people, you could maybe today give 10 pounds. And God isn't more pleased with the 10,000 pounds than He is the 10 pounds. He, he's pleased with anyone who gives sacrificially. And even giving 10 pounds makes a massive difference. It makes a massive difference. Don't think for a sec. 10 pounds is irrelevant. If that's a costly offering for you, God will bless you and He'll bless that offering. And we're believing God's going to multiply and do something beyond. And that's scary as leaders to stand before you and to ask you to give. You know, we've got a, an amount in our minds that we've been praying for and it's vulnerable to ask. And then the fear of what if it doesn't come in, but that's out of our hands now. And so I'm going to pray. And uh, we're just going to have a few moments of quiet where you just consider what it is God's saying for you to give. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We ask that you would come and speak to us. Come and bring your peace and just show us what, what is it that you're asking us to give. We often talk about being a people who keep in step with your spirit. Show us, Lord, what it is you're asking of us so that we could play our part and in helping eight-year-old girls cycle. In 
seeing the lost saved, seeing an Iranian community championed and encouraged, seeing churches planted throughout our city, and seeing a generation that is leaving the church in terrifying numbers, awakened to the life we have in you, Jesus. Come and speak to us and just take a moment. Okay, what we're going to do now is, uh, again, if you need a pen, the team are here, put a hand up, the team can give you a pen. If you want to do it online, if you've got your massive phone or uh, your iPhone or smartphone, you might want to just go straight to the Gastry website and do it through that. But we're just going to take a few minutes to fill in this form, to do the deal, um, and then we're all going to come forward to give. We don't do this regularly. We do this once or twice a year. We're all going to come forward. What I'd love, if you've like us, if you've already given online, we're going to write on this card, uh, you know, what we've given and, and just say, you know, above and beyond. So it helps us to account, see what's coming. Now, some of you, you might have increased your giving after everything we've been through. You might have been giving £100 a month and you feel God's called you to give £125 a month be amazing if you could write, I'm going to increase my regular giving by £25 a month. It might be that you are starting to regularly give for the very, very first time. That is amazing. And you might, you might have done it already, but you might want to say, I am uh, giving £50 a month um, and I've started to do that. Write it on here with your name, uh, put above and beyond so you can come forward and, and, and put your, your card, your envelope in the baskets alongside us so that we can just get a sense of what has been given. Just to say as well, we're going to be doing this next week. We're going to have an opportunity for people to give uh, the above and beyond offering. We know a lot are away today because of Mothering Sunday and uh so we want to give an opportunity for people who skived this week thinking they'd get away with it to have an opportunity to give next week. You know who you are. Um, and uh, so, so if you want to have another week to think about it, you'll be able to give next week. So um, hands up in the air if you need a pen. Welcome team, just whiz around. Let's just take a couple of minutes just to prayerfully maybe fill in your forms. Go to your um, smartphone, go to online and give through that if you want as well. To be clear, um, use the use the card to, to to give by filling out your bank details, or use the card to write on it. Ignore all the other bits on the card; just write across it. I have already given online this amount, and here's my name. Or I've increased my standing order; here's my name. Or I have begun a standing order; here's my name. Just so that we're clear. So use it in any one of those ways, and then we'll come forward.
Oh yeah, also write above and beyond on it. Write above and beyond. If you're just scribbling across all the boxes, write above and beyond what you're giving and then your name. We also need a new pen. Sorry, has anyone got a new pen? And you can be joining us online as well at home if you want. One more minute. What we're going to do when you finish is we're going to stand, we're going to worship. What song have you got prepared for us? Keep on proving it. Keep on proving it. So, and then, and then after that, we'll go pick up our kids, um, your kids, not someone else's kids. So, uh, thirty more seconds. Don't forget the gift aid box. That massively, massively helps. So if you can tick the gift aid box, please, please do that. Okay, why don't we stand? If you're still needing a bit of time, song's about five minutes long. You should be able to fill it in. But why don't we just raise our hands high? Because you know, the greatest gift, the greatest offering is you. being a part of this, serving, loving, praying, worshipping, building community. So Lord Jesus, we thank You for this month, all that we have shared, all that we've seen that You're doing in our church, in this city. We're so moved just seeing all that's happening through Love Your Neighbour, Lord. We're aware that You've blessed us beyond measure. You've given so much, God the Father. You gave Your one and only Son. Jesus, You laid down Your life, obedient to death on a cross for us that we might have life. And Spirit of God, You're at work, reminding us of how loved we are, providing for us, leading and guiding us. So we thank You and we wanna give and we believe that everything given, You will use to extend Your Kingdom, Lord, to transform this city, Lord. That's what we're here for, to see a city changed. And we believe You can do it. And we pray that You'd multiply this gift, that it would go above and beyond. Let's worship. When you're ready, come forward, put it in one of the baskets. Let's go for it. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.